Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm your host, Lisa, the Life Coach. As always, I am bringing you coaches and other individuals who can help you achieve your goals and just live more vibrantly. Today, I was very excited to have coach slash online friend back from season one, Priya Shaw. Um, She was one of the first people that I met in the coaching space when I started, and she was just just so kind and just an amazing personality and just person. And she's been very supportive throughout my journey as a coach. And so I was very happy to have her on again. She's grown and changed some things. And, you know, she's going to be sharing that with you. A lot of it is focused on living an abundant life and money mindset, which I think is very important for many people, because I know that the struggle with abundant mindset versus scarcity and, you know, money and those thoughts that we have about money and how they can hold us back from, you know, having the things in in life that we want or even making and earning more money. That's it's very important. And I encourage you to check that out and see how Priya has grown and where she is right now on her journey, as well as what she can do to help you live more vibrantly. So check it out. And if it resonates, reach out to Priya. And as always, I am here for you. If you're struggling with anxiety, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, or, you know, any self-limiting beliefs that are holding you back from having a healthy, happy life. So reach out to us based on your needs and just go out there and live more vibrantly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm super excited today because I have my coach friend, Priya Shaw from season one back on. So Priya, why don't you reintroduce yourself to everyone? Hi, everyone. So it's been a lot of a lot of changes since season one, since I've been on. Um, I rebranded a little bit and um, changed my vision a little bit more that's more aligned with who I am. So I am a mindset and manifestation coach for women. I teach all things manifestation and mindset. And right now I'm heavily focused on money mindset and living an abundant life. And that's something that I'm, uh, I've been talking a lot about lately. Awesome. Um, I think that's very important and very much needed. A lot of people that, that I meet and work with, as well as myself personally, have, I see a struggle there with money mindset and coming from that place of abundance and not scarcity. Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell when I, when I see you online that, you know, this does really, really connect with you. And it seems like you're just doing so amazing. And that's a good part and exciting part too, about having you here today. Like, you know, I think the first time you were on in season one, I was like recording my podcast in my closet. And (laughs) now I've got a little setup here. Now it's in an actual room. And so things have changed here too. But (laughs) we're excited to to learn more about you and and this these changes that you've made. So tell us a little bit more about what you do as um, a mindset manifestation coach. Yeah, so I help women with like their, their limiting beliefs, um, the, the thoughts that tell them that they can't, just those negative, funky thoughts that they're automatically operating from. And a lot of the time, like 
we don't even realize that we're operating from this mindset, from these limiting thoughts, because it's so like, it's so natural to us. Um, and it's ingrained into our belief system. And it's like, we've normalized it. But the thing is, like, these beliefs are, are not who you are. And it's not something that came from inside of you. A lot of the times it came from my childhood, observing thoughts, um, observing situations, experiences that you've, you've gone through growing up. And it's not always like connected back to childhood, but like the studies have shown that the majority of our limiting beliefs are, are created from the ages of like one and nine because our brains are like sponges and so it could be something as simple as like your mom forgetting to pick you up from school one day and all of a sudden the belief of I'm not good enough gets implemented, gets created um, because your mom forgot to pick you up and then you grow up as an adult and you're thinking like you're operating from this thought that is stored in your subconscious brain like a little filing cabinet. So you've grown up and you're thinking, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't be this. I can't be that. And it's all from like this situation that didn't even like mean anything, but you, you've made it mean something, um, you know, like, and when you look at it and when you like identify, like, is this the truth? Like, and you just like look at it and sometimes like it could be something traumatic and there needs to be like healing done, you know? Um, but, and you look at it, like you, you understand like these beliefs didn't come from you. You, you caught them from someone like catching, catching a disease kind of, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you've caught them from someone or a situation. And, you know, it, when you look at it, like that example that I gave, it could be like your mom might be like a single mom and she might be working like three jobs and she's doing the best that she could. And because she forgot to pick you up, doesn't mean that she doesn't love you or she doesn't care about you, but she's just doing the best that she could. But because like as a young, young child, you're implementing the situation as something negative and like, I'm unlovable. I, um, my mom doesn't care about me. I'm not good enough to be picked up or, you know, all these things. And we don't even realize it until we start doing the work, you know, um, and so until we start like identifying what it is that that happened to us as a young child or young adult um, and really look at it and just like understand that it's really just bullshit. And it's just like a story that's made up and that we're operating from. And once we understand that it's not real, it's, and once we understand, like, once we identify a limiting belief, it's a lot easier to move forward and rewrite our stories. And when we start to do that, like, we start attracting the things that we do desire in our life, you know? So, like I said, like, I'm working a lot right now on money mindset, um, helping women with, like, living an abundant life, and I'm coming... I'm hosting a three-month program starting next month called Activating Abundance Mastermind. It's a three-month program where there's weekly calls with me, and we're going through a lot. There's six guest experts that I'm bringing in 
someone speaking on human design. I'm bringing in an energy healer who's going to um, work on and healing our like money wounds. Um, I'm bringing someone who's like going to talk about the practical things about money, like managing money, uh, money management, things like that. So there's there's a lot that we're going through, but we're we're going we we are doing three whole modules on money mindset alone, like receiving the energy of receiving money, the getting to the energy of overflow, abundance overflow, having a deep look at our money stories and learning to rewrite that. But then we're also going into like much deeper things, like our big vision, what it is that we really want in our life. What is it that we want to create? Because what I want in my life may not be what you want in your life, you know, and that's the beauty of of this. Like we all desire different things and there's more than enough for all of us. But the first step of like manifestation, I, I always say is like getting super, super clear on what it is that you desire. Because if you're going out there saying, I want money, money could be anything. It could be finding a penny on the ground. It could be a million dollars coming into your bank account right? So getting really specific and like money is just energy. So the same like penny that you find on the ground and the million dollars that comes into your bank account, like it's the same energy. But because we because we put a lot of more pressure on the higher number, the million dollars, the $10,000 or whatever it is, like the higher number, we put a lot more pressure on it and we make it mean something. And then all, we we think it is much more difficult to manifest $10,000 than it is to manifest $10. But really it's about like, it's a muscle and you're, it's about like what you can get your brain behind, right? So if you can't get your brain behind the $10,000, that's okay. You're building up. Can you get your brain behind $10? Can you get your brain behind $20, $100 and start working your way up? Like whatever, and there's no, there's no right or wrong. It's just like, you have to back it energetically and you have to believe it with your entire being for you to attract it. You're positioning yourself to be an energetic match for the thing that you desire, including money. So if you're not an energetic match for the million dollars, then it's a mismatch and it's not going to come to you. Does that make sense? Yes. I've, and I've never heard it explained that way. That's very fascinating. But I, I you know, have come through um, teachings, business courses where they, they talk about the importance of having that belief that, you know, you truly can make that much money and how, much, how important that is. And so I, I think all of what you said, you know, that it all ties in very well, especially like starting with those limiting beliefs, because it's going to limit you and what you believe you can make, like you said, as far as money goes, but also that very first step, identifying what you really want. You have certain frames that you live within that you can't have certain things because of these self-limiting beliefs. It's going to be hard to identify what it is that you truly want. Yeah, absolutely. And like once we identify it, it's much easier to like rewrite it and do the work. And, and it's all about really deciding, you know? Like once you identify it, like you can decide that you don't want to live like this anymore. And once you make that decision and you really like, you believe that like, this is your breaking point. Like, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm going to, I'm willing to see things differently. Then like the magic starts to happen. That's true. Yes, exactly. 
And I think it's also important to note how, you know, tricky those self-limiting beliefs can be. Um, And I, I imagine this is particularly true with money because it's numbers and it's like math is math, right? I know working with my clients, a lot of times people are like, it's not a self-limiting belief. I'm being realistic. And I know that I can't do, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, in that way, they think it's not a self-limiting belief. It's just a fact. And I, I could see how that would tie in with with money manifestation that they're just like, well, I just couldn't actually make that amount of money. That's not a self-limiting belief. It's a fact. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's not an overnight thing, right? It's It's a process of reprogramming your brain. So you're not going to go to sleep tonight and tomorrow you're not going to wake up like a multimillionaire like that. It's always like the practical meeting the spiritual, you know, like, of course, like, you know, doing what you can on your part, but then like the universe, like you're co-creating with the universe, right? So like, for example, a lot of people see the documentary, The Secret, and they're really confused after watching it. And they think all they have to do is visualize and say affirmations and the thing will show up. But what they're forgetting is like the inspired action part of the equation. And the secret doesn't really talk about the inspired action. Maybe they've mentioned it like once or twice in the documentary, but it's such like a important piece of the equation that they're not really speaking on, you know? So you have to do some type of movement on your part to co-create with the universe, right? So if you're trying to manifest $10,000, of course, like, you know, visualization, getting into the energy of it, all that is important, but you have to do like practical things too. But the things that feel good to you, right? Not like the hustle energy, that energy where you're like sitting and sending out a hundred emails and you're hungry and you're cranky. Like that's not a vibe, Mm -hmm. right? You're, you know, like inspired to write a Facebook post, inspired to send this email out, inspired to reach out to this person, you know, and talk about the thing that is leading you. Like you're basically the thing, the right next step, that is going to lead you to the next thing, the next step and the next step, right? It's a little steps that create the big, the big thing. So maybe you're trying to manifest $10,000, but what inspired action can you take to get closer to that goal? You know, like I'm assuming a lot of your listeners are coaches. So let's say you have a coaching business and you're inspired to come out with like a a program that's going to impact and serve so many people. And the next step for you might be to like do a free workshop on that. And then that'll lead to like the program or something like that. Right. So like the thing that really feels good to you and that, you know, will bring like value and service to other people. And really when you get, down to the point like it's not even about the money like I you know like yes it's about the money of course like we all we all need money to for survival and all that but it's not even about the money right like it's when you start doing the thing that lights your soul on fire the money is going to start showing up when you start doing things that are in alignment with you with who you are you know, um, so I used to run a copywriting business and I was so miserable. 
in that business. Um, and I was making income months that I never saw within a nine to five. The whole reason for me creating that business was to like not go back to a nine to five. I didn't, that lifestyle didn't resonate with me. But then a few years into the copywriting business, I started to understand that this wasn't something that I wanted to do. This was not my purpose. And, you know, I was stressed out all the time. I was doing things like waking up in at like three o'clock in the morning to work on projects I didn't want to work on. And I just was like, I wasn't happy. I was miserable. I felt like I was working 24 seven and it's, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. Um, so that is an example of how, like I, although like the, the money was there and I knew how to create the money through that business, like it, I wasn't in alignment and it wasn't an abundant business for me. Right. And so then I shifted and it was a process, you know, like I was like sitting in meditation and I was crying and I was asking from guidance from source. And like this thought came in my brain to shift to coaching. And I felt like a lunatic. <laughs> I was like, this makes no sense. And that's how I know, like, I'm on the right path. When I start feeling like a lunatic, when <laughs> it's just like, does it really make any practical sense? I just decided to follow that thought, that feeling, and just trust, lean into trust and my intuition. And the whole thing is like, it's not about money, right? I mean, of course, the money is a beautiful byproduct of the thing that you're doing. But if it doesn't light your soul on fire, if you're not like, if you're not in alignment with what you're doing, if you're not like enjoying what you're doing, then what's the point? Right. That that's that's a very powerful and important point that you made there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, I think, get stuck in situations where they're making money, and you know, like you said, instead of it feeling abundant, they actually feel trapped there because whatever is their passion, they're worried that they can't make that that same you know amount of money there. So for that, you know, security blanket that they have there, they're willing to stay miserable instead of, you know, changing things. Yeah. And um, Tony Robbins has this, this saying, the ultimate failure is like being successful as something that doesn't bring you fulfillment. And I, I actually saw him speak in 2019. And he said that, and um yeah, it was like, it was during that like conference where I kind of had an aha moment. I was in my copywriting business at the time and he was saying something about the survival brain and how like we're conditioned to think like we're conditioned to fear. Our brain is like there to like fear. It's designed to fear. And when we do things like this, like it, we're in survival brain. And I realized that like by me staying inside of the copywriting business was me staying in my survival brain, which didn't make any sense because I left the nine to five to create this business. <laughs> but I was, but I had this belief that it was all I could do. Um, I have a background in journalism and um, I transitioned into a copywriting business, which ultimately like started paying more money than like uh, the journalism jobs that were out there. But 
still I was in the survival brain. I was like, this is all I can do. This is all, this is how I can make money. This is the only way to make money, which is, which is not true. You can make money a million ways. Gucci came out with distressed tights last year. <laughs> I did not see that. I they, missed that. <laughs> they came out with distressed tights last year for $190 and they sold out. So if Gucci can sell distressed tights for $190 and sell out, anyone listening to this podcast, you can sell anything for, for however much you want, right? right. It's, it's about like belief and if you can get behind it energetically. That's a good example. <laughs> I um, I don't remember how much it was, but I was, <laughs> I had seen on, Somebody had posted it was from Tiffany's and they had like a, a golden paper clip. Yeah, I saw that. It, yeah, it was like crazy, like a thousand dollars or something. And I was like, I would never have so much money that I would think, okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> but someone does, or mm-hmm. that's someone's thought because people buy them. Yeah. And that is like the thing, like what is expensive is very subjective. Someone could like, buy like a $5 Starbucks every day. And another person can think that's expensive, right? So it's about like, if you really want something, you'll find a way to get it. And like, what expensive is, is really like subjective. I was on a call with a woman a few weeks ago. And um, she was talking about how her mother um, kind of judged her for buying like these organic cucumbers that were like $3 or something like that. And that kind of like um, made her feel bad and something like that. And I was like, you know, you know, you can't like walk around saying that you're a millionaire. And then when you see $3 organic cucumbers, you're like, whoa that's too expensive, right? It's a mismatch. You're not, you're, you're walking around saying you're a millionaire. And then when you see the expensive cucumbers, you're going into like fight or flight mode, right? So it's, it's a mismatch. You're not being an energetic match for what you desire. That's a good point. And I think there's also when it comes to money specifically, there's a lot of people don't see maybe how fear comes into it because like you've probably experienced this too. You know, people are talking to you about coaching and suddenly they're like coaching that's expensive, Mm -hmm. but you know, I know the way I spend and I'm like, I'm sure that you're, you have your favorite food or snack or, you know, some kind of hair product that you're in love with or whatever it is. And you're spending money on that the same amount. But it's different when you let any kind of fear come in, like, you know, maybe I maybe I don't really want to do coaching. Maybe I'll fail at it. Maybe I can't do it. So then it seems very expensive. Yeah, exactly. Like people will like camp out to get the next iPhone that costs like a thousand something dollars. But when it comes to like investing a thousand dollars in a program that could possibly change your life and where you can possibly like generate from that information from that that course to create like thousands and thousands of dollars within your business people are very hesitant you know i think like i think people want a guarantee sometimes but the thing is like there is no guarantee you know i've taken courses where like 
I, you know, like it didn't do anything for me, but then like, I, right now I'm working with a business coach who is like literally like changing my life and she's not like a, like a cheap penny, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, the good ones never are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I saw the value in her and how she's like helping me and the, the value that she provides is literally like helping me move forward in my business and in my life. Right. And so that already alone is like, like the best ROI and it's just going to continue growing. Like when you invest in yourself, the universe will invest in you, you know, like when you're like, you know what, I'm all in. And I never want anyone to like invest in me out of scarcity um, I know a lot of people do that. I, I know a lot of coaches like use that tactic. You know, um, a lot of people come into my DMs saying all sorts of things like, do you want to sign your next client for $20,000? Click this link. <laughs> and, so, you know, stuff like that. But it's just like, I want people to make a purchase with me feeling good. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Out of like the the good feeling, like I, I love her energy. I love her vibe. Um, I want to work with her, you know, like I know she's going to provide so much for me instead of like, like, you know, oh, I, I want money and this person is going to help me get money. That's why so many coaches out there are like advertising 10K months and 20K months and things like that. And sometimes like, you know what, they're lying. They're not even, a lot of coaches out there are saying that they earn X amount of money when they don't, but they know like that's what the people want. And if they're like, if I sell this, then, then I'll make money. Yeah. But I mean, like, like I want people to like invest in anything that they buy, like just make it like a good feeling, like a good from your soul, like a hell yes. You know, is it a hell yes for you? Yeah. I think that's, what's important is, you know, working on those, you know, beliefs that are holding you back from investing in things that are are truly valuable to you. Yeah. And I mean, there's a difference between like, I don't want someone to like go bankrupt, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, if they if they literally don't have the money to invest in themselves um, with like a person, a coach, a mentor, like, that's a different story. But like, there's a difference between that and then there's a difference between like investing in yourself that's going to stretch you. Like making the investments might feel scary, but you like a scary and exciting feeling all at once. That's when you know like it's an alignment when it's exciting and scary, but you know like this is the next thing that's going to bring you to your next level and it's going to stretch you and make you do things that you've never done before and stretch in ways that you've never stretched before and show up in ways that you've never shown up before. And you've invested in this person who's going to like hold you accountable and support you and hold space for you versus like, okay, like I, this person is going to help me make X amount of money. Um, and you're investing in like a, a scarcity mindset, which is, I mean, a lot of people do that, but like, investing in a place that feels like a hell yes, like a, like, this is exciting. This is scary. It's a stretch for me, but I know that I'm worth it. I know I'm worth investment and I'm going to make that money back in tenfolds. I know it, you know? Right. Exactly. 
the action can be the same. It's those thoughts behind it that are, you know, truly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have like really given a lot of, of a value today. So I don't want to, you know, go too long or too much because yeah. you've already said a lot, but could we like briefly touch on what is one of the most common like money mindset issues or, you know, limiting beliefs that you see and work with people on? I think language is very important when you talk about money. So one of like the first things that I started working on with myself when I started working on money mindset was watching my language. So I see a lot of people saying, I'm broke, right? I'm broke. And sometimes, and I'm not making fun of people who do this, but sometimes like people will like type out I'm broke and then put LOL next to it. And I'll read that thinking like, do you really think that's funny? (laughs) You know? Um, And it's like, we do it on autopilot. We do it on automation. It has become normal to us. We've normalized it. But the thing is like when you're using these types of language, like I'm broke, it's too expensive. I can't afford that. The universe is listening. And you're attracting more ways to feel broke, more reasons to be broke when you're constantly using this language. So it takes practice too, because we were, it's our nature to say things like this, right? When we like go into a store and we see like a dress that we like, but then we look at the price tag and we feel like, some type of like funky feeling you're it's life giving you information and it's your job to like notice it and be the gentle observer of your thoughts and like and you can journal around it and you can trace it back to childhood and see if there are any like any other situations that like reflect this and do some like work around that I think like the first step really is to like start watching your language and not being you're not being mean to yourself like oh my god I can't believe I said I'm broke and I said I wouldn't say I'm broke like that's not what I'm saying you know like just when like the next time you say something like oh I'm broke watch it you know observe it you're like okay okay I said that why did I say that what makes me believe that I'm broke and then shift it you know even if you don't have the money to invest in like a coach or a dress or whatever it is, a $5 coffee, even if you do not, you can say, you can shift it and say something like, I choose not to spend that money on the coffee right now. I choose not to buy that dress right now. And if it's something that you want to invest in yourself in the future, you can say something like, you know, I choose not to spend money on that coach right now, but she's on my vision board. And um, I know that I'm going to be working with her in the future. And I can't wait, you know, instead of saying, oh, she's too expensive. I can't afford that. Right. Yeah, that I, that is very important. Noticing that language. And I mean, mm-hmm. just look at the power shift there between I can't afford that dress and I'm choosing not to buy that dress right now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So that's like the first step, like washing your language, observing, practicing, you know? Okay. So you, you asked me what the common limiting beliefs are. So I would say a lot of it really, and this goes for like anything in life, all of it really comes down to like 
either I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. It doesn't matter like what the limiting belief is. Like it always like traces back to those underlying limiting beliefs of I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy. And so sometimes like you, you feel like I'm not good enough to invest in myself or I'm not good enough to have like the money. That's my abundant birthright, right? Anyone listening to this, like it is your birthright to, to have money. It is your birthright to live an abundant life. It is our natural state. We were created from abundance. We were created from like the, the universe created you out of nothing. Like out of all the people you were created. Right. And so this is like a very magical, very like special thing that you have. Like you wake up every day in abundance. It's like when you start tapping into the abundance that you already have, more is going to come to you. So abundance can be anything. And it's really about like feeling good, all about like just the feeling of feeling good. And of course, like we're human. If you're having a shitty moment, a shitty day, that's okay. Take a moment to feel shitty. But like when you shift your energy back to like just the things that make you feel good, you're going to attract more reasons to feel good, including like the financial abundance that's coming your way. So when you appreciate when you tap into like the gratitude, and you tap into like, the morning, like the morning sun coming up, and um, you look around and you're like seeing like abundances all around you, the kids playing in the playground, the, um, the trees that are blooming in the spring, it's winter now, but <laughs> you can even <laughs> find, <laughs> find abundance in the winter, right? I go for walks a lot, even in winter. And I see that as abundant, right? Going, getting some fresh air. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I go for walks, um, cooking a nice meal and enjoying it and allowing yourself to like just receive all the abundance that's already around you. And when you allow yourself to receive all the abundance that's already around you, you're creating space for more to come in. And so like those feelings of like, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. That's like, it's not true. We were born good enough. We were born worthy. Like I said, the universe created you out of nothing. You didn't have to do anything to earn being on this planet. Um, and a lot of it, like sometimes we feel like we need to earn to do, to have the things we need to like work really hard. But I mean, if that were true, the hardest working people would be the wealthiest, like the waitresses who are on their feet all day, the labor workers, the construction workers, um, who are just doing physical labor, like they work really hard and they're so exhausted all the time and they're struggling to make ends meet. So if that were true, if hard work like that, like equaled success and money, like then we'd all be rich, right? But that's not true. And I think the misconception that you have to like hustle and burn the midnight oil and um, run around with a stretched energy, that's the thing that's going to create the wealth. That's false. Right. Absolutely. It gets to be easy. You can you can do it with ease and grace and flow. And I'm not saying like that doesn't include work, like back to like co-creating with the universe, like you have to take action, you know. Of course, like it takes work, but it's it's work that you love, it's work that's adding to your bottom line. And it's work that's like, you know, that's going to serve you for your big vision. Right. So I mean it's I'm not afraid of hard work, but it's work that is serving you and adding to your big vision. 
Right. There's a huge difference between, you know, working, like you said, in alignment with your passion and building and growing things that you're excited about and trying to hustle for your own self-worth. That is a totally different mindset and totally different feeling. And the other, you know, trying to hustle for your worth is just, it's a fool's errand because like you said, you already have it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it, it gets to be easy. And sometimes, you know, like, Honestly, like, especially as entrepreneurs, sometimes you have, you're going to have to do, especially in the beginning, like things that aren't necessarily like fun or sexy and, you know, like figuring out tech stuff and figuring out the things that aren't necessarily like fun to figure out. But I I believe that it'll serve you in the long run. And of course, like as you get bigger, you can, you can build a team around you. You can, you can outsource to people who will do those things that you don't necessarily enjoy so you can focus on your zone of genius um but like i mean it's all part of the process right sometimes like sometimes especially when you're in the beginning you are you're you are the admin person and you are your own assistant Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you are wearing like multiple hats and that's okay Uh, but it's also like okay to outsource the things that and it doesn't even have to cost that much money to like hire a VA or something like that, right? Like just to like outsource the things that isn't in within your zone of genius. So you can create the the mental space and the actual space in your schedule to work on the things that light you up. So if you don't want to do the tech stuff, you can always hire it out. Right. That whole growth and that process is important to go through because then you know the value of the tech work yeah and I think it serves (laughs) you too like you know I think it's it serves you to like know how to do the things but then like choosing not to want to do the things um I think it does serve you yeah exactly and you know like I said it's really important to know like if you're going to delegate something how much is that worth to you Mm -hmm. and I think that having been through that and having had to do it yourself, you know, like, no, I can do it myself rather mm-hmm. than this, you know, amount that doesn't work for me, but this is what, based on my experience, I'd be willing to pay. I think that that's a good way to <laughs> gauge those kind of decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So I know people are listening and I think you probably had them right in the beginning with money mindset and abundance, but kind of closing, I think would be good on just understanding their own sense of, of worth and how that ties into everything. So how can the people listening that are super excited about what you've said, reach out to you and get in touch with you? Yeah. So, um, there are a number of ways you can join my mastermind, which is starting (laughs) the first week of February. Um, it's called activating abundance mastermind. We're going through a lot, creating your big vision, um, limiting beliefs, um, tapping into your intuition and of course going deep into money mindset as well. I'm bringing in six guest experts and yeah, if you want to join, you can find that information on, exopriyasha.com or and I have a community a uh, Facebook community called Queens of Mindset and Manifestation so you can join my Facebook group if you feel called to Um, I'm also on Instagram at exopriyasha 
So those are the ways you can find me. Awesome. And we'll, of course, include those in the show notes for, you know, people to reach you easily. I'm in, I think, your Facebook group. I must be because I always yeah. see your posts and I absolutely love your posts. The affirmations are always like fantastic. I don't know how you think of all of them. And they're still so like, oh, my gosh, I need that one. <laughs> That's where I want to be. That sounds so awesome. So I, I love that. Thank you. Well, is there any last words that you want to share today before we go? Just like it's all possible. The, the life that you desire, the life that you want, it is all possible. You just have to be willing, willing to understand that it is possible and willing to see things differently. Sometimes we get stuck in a story. And we continue playing this story over and over again. And we continue operating from that story. But you have the power to change that story. It doesn't have to be your truth. It doesn't have to be your reality. You can decide right now, today, to change your story. And it's all possible. Right. And that, that's perfect ending. Um, for those of you listening who want to know how it's possible to have those things you want, please reach out to Priya and she will help you get there and overcome, you know, any kind of self-limiting beliefs that may be holding you back. And thank you again, Priya, for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always an honor to, to chat with you. Oh, thank you so much. You've been, when I came into this space, the coaching space, you were like one of the first people that I met and you were just so kind and, you know, helpful and people like you, I think it's part of the reason why my journey is continuing because of just that kind of support and energy out there. So I thank you so much for that and for being on the show again. Oh, I appreciate that. And you're doing, I've watched you grow like since season one so much <laughs> and so yeah you're doing amazing I love your podcast I follow you on Instagram and I'm always seeing like you're doing like reels and things like that and <laughs> yes my reels that goes yeah. back to that that embracing your hot mess self because that's how I roll <laughs> thank you again and everyone listening please reach out to Priya if it resonates with you and just live vibrantly <laughs> <laughs>